Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. This is Paige with a super exciting announcement. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has won Best Family Podcast in the Podcasting for Business Awards 2021. What? I'm overwhelmed with joy and gratitude for all of you who have listened and shared episodes and supported me since the launch in April 2020. I'm honored to be in your earbuds and your car radios each week with new episodes about mom life and getting organized and the motivation to just do it all. I've had a blast recording solo episodes with all of the topics you've requested and guest episodes with some pretty epic people. I want to say a special thank you to Lindsay Ann Gould and the incredible podcast team who make me sound a little better with editing and the accountability to keep up with the show week after week. It's my complete joy to share this award with all of you because without your support, I couldn't have done it. Truly, my cup runneth over. Thanks again so much for listening and making this the best family podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible, and sometimes, completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. If this is your first time joining me, thank you so much. We are in the middle of a fun little series that I decided I would focus on for the month of February, aka the month of love, right? We've got our Valentine's Day coming up and all of that. So I thought it would be 
really fun to talk about the desires of our heart and then leave it to an organizer to try and figure out a way to organize your heart, which was actually the very first episode of this series. So just a couple weeks ago, I shared with you about how important it is not just to declutter our space or our schedule, but also decluttering our heart. So that might mean you know, getting rid of some just toxic relationships that aren't serving you, making sure you're surrounding yourself by people who are supportive and loving and encouraging, making sure that you are communicating effectively with people around you, whether that's your BFF or your parents or your friends or your kids or your spouse, whomever it is that you are spending a lot of your time with, because these days we can't always share our space unless it's those immediate relationships, but whoever you're spending your time with, just making sure you're very clear in communicating with them and really feeling for yourself what the desires of your heart are. And so I also talked last week about the five love languages and it was so long. You guys, if you listened to that, did you get through it in just one fell swoop or are you still listening to that episode because <laughs> it was longer? I realized that Gary Chapman does things in five, five love languages. If I tried to branch out from my threes, it takes me way too long. So I'm sticking with my threes, but I will recommend checking out the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Talked all about that last episode. So go back and check that out. It's worth the listen. If you can make it through the, gosh, I think when I recorded, it was like 47 minutes. So then by the time Miss Phoebe slaps on the intro and the outro with music and all the la 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 stuff. It just ends up getting pretty long, but I'm telling you the five love languages have been so cool for me growing up as a kid who was a product of the five love languages. Cause my parents learned all about that in their Bible study group at church. I have found that it has been super instrumental and beneficial in me knowing how really I receive love best and give love best and how others around me can benefit from knowing what their love language is too. Because if we're communicating with each other in a way that is the best way that we receive and give love, then everything's just going to be a little simpler, a little smoother. So, you know, I love to simplify all things. So I loved that. So I hope that you really enjoyed that episode. Check it out. It's, it's also kind of cool to think about what it is that makes you tick and, and your style of that surrounding love, because it's going to help you in all of your relationships. Like even with your kids, I love knowing what my kids love languages are because I feel like I can reach their hearts so much more directly instead of guessing at, is this going to resonate with them? Is it not? Well, this week I want to talk a lot about sharing your personality. And the reason I think it's important for us to share our personality very similar to embracing our love language, like I talked about last week, is it's because people really get the true, authentic us. And I feel like if we can be super honest with ourselves, and in my words, talk about really embracing our style and the way that we handle things and do things, I think that people will gravitate toward us because they'll know, I know what I'm going to get whenever I go sit down and have a conversation with you, whoever, page, whatever. So if I am a person who's kind of all over the board, well, <laughs> if you've been following me on this podcast, you know, sometimes I'm a little distracted and I'm like squirrel, but when it comes to me being who I am, I have to say coming up on my 40th birthday, I do feel like I know myself really well. And instead of making excuses for things that maybe I do or that I don't like about myself or the way I handle myself, 
I really just come right out and say, this is me. I'm a work in progress, recovering perfectionist. And these are the ways that I communicate. And if you don't like those or those don't drive with you, please let me know so that I can do better when I am communicating with you. Um, and that I think is a powerful tool to just have where you can say, not necessarily admit when you're wrong, but just admit when maybe you don't have it all figured out and admit that you're open to constructive criticism. Now on that note, I have to tell you something really funny. Oh my gosh, this is just, it is just too funny that it actually ended up playing out like this on the episode it did. So when I was talking about that very first episode, I said it was organize your heart and I shared a Bible verse that I love and it's Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But here's what's funny. My bestie was listening to it today as I'm recording this episode. She listened to it the day that it came out and she reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I have to tell you something. I know that verse you're talking about. Love that verse. And you said it backwards. And I was like, Oh, oh no, what? And I said, Psalm 37, four, like delight yourself in the Lord, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I went into my thing and she's like, you said 47, three. And I was like, Oh Oh no. And I quickly went to my show notes real fast and I realized, okay, even in show notes, I wrote it down the right way. I obviously got tongue tied. And I think when I looked back, I was like, gosh, why did, why did I say 47, three? I think it's because it was episode 47 and I, I don't know if it was like subconscious or what, but I had episode 47 up as I was recording this podcast episode. I had that file folder open. So after I did this, I put it in my file folder 47. And then I send it out to the podcast editor, right? To get all buttoned up. So I think I saw 47 and I flip-flopped that. I still said the verse, like the words correctly. So that is, you know, what's in the actual episode holds true. But it was so funny because, you know, hello, I'm talking about in it, being a recovering perfectionist, like knowing that I serve a God who doesn't expect me to be perfect and who gives me free will and who, you know, thank goodness is the God of forgiveness. Yes, please. But it was just so hilarious, the irony, because my bestie, who I totally love and adore her, I talked about how we have to find people who are supportive around us, fill ourselves up with those people because they are going to be the ones that give us constructive criticism when we need it. That's what she did for me. She reached out and she was like, girlfriend, I just got to tell you this. I didn't know if you know, she wasn't trying to corrupt me because she was like, aha, I saw you messed up. No, 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 that is not my friend. She reached out to me to let me know that. And immediately she was like, I don't even know how you do it with the podcast. Like I would get totally tongue tied and say the wrong thing all the time. Like she said it in the sweetest way possible. She offered this information to me because she knows me so well. And she knows that I, not that I have to be perfect, but I want to make sure I'm putting out the correct information to you guys. And I was like, well, okay, it's already aired. It's out there. I'll make sure I mention that on an upcoming episode that it's actually Psalm 37, four, <laughs> not 47, three. That one's probably good too. I don't know. I'll have to look it up now and see what that is, but just know the content is still there, but I did flip flop the numbers. And the funny thing about it is that it totally played into what I'm talking about today because today I'm talking about, and by the way, let me just say a very sweet thank you to that friend. You know who you are and I appreciate you and love you and actually talk about you in that episode anyway. So it's just too perfect. But today, the reason that leads in so perfectly is because I want to talk about 
this very cool thing, fun thing that I did when I was in a mommy and me class with Carol McAllister, incredible. She led our mommy and me class when Isabel, gosh, I think Izzy maybe was like 10 months old and I was a brand new mom and was just trying to figure it all out. You know, it was like, no amount of babysitting, nannying, and teaching kindergarten can prepare you really, truly for being a mom yourself. And it is awesome. And as I say on the intro, it is just absolutely incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. So week after week, Carol would bring to us stuff, even about five love languages, and she would bring to us stuff about our personalities these very cool traits that we all have and also how we can kind of learn this about ourselves. So it gives us a little bit more in our bag of tricks in our arsenal, just to be, you know, knowledge is power, just to be a little more knowledgeable about how we tick. Again, I always say our style, what our style is. And then also really just to honor other people's that we're coming in contact with as well, including if you're a busy mom of littles, your littles. So I'm going to talk briefly today simply because, again, just like the five love languages, I could have spent an entire series talking about all of those. I really just wanted to give you the information so you can go check it out yourself. I'm going to drip drop a bit of this information today because I think it would be so cool for you, your heart, your style, and your family and people you come in contact with to have some of this information about our personalities. So I want to tell you first, and I'll drop this information in show notes, that I'm getting my information from this thing called Wired That Way, the Comprehensive Personality Plan. So a lot of this is about our personalities. This is based on the teachings of Merida and Florence Litauer. And excuse my pronunciation if that is incorrect. So again, I will put that information in the show notes so you can check that out after this is over. By the way, do you guys know how to get to my show notes? If you go to everythingwithstyle.com and you click on the podcast tab and you just look up any of these episodes that you've listened to, you will see all of the information there. When you click on that, you'll see all the show notes. Additionally, if you're listening like on any podcast platform, the show notes should be there as well with highlighted links that you can get to if I talk about anything in particular. So the links will be there. If you just go to that app, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, that's on your phone or Spotify, you can just click that app. And uh, when you open up one of my episodes to play, if you just take your thumb and you push it up, which means you're like scrolling down to the bottom, then you're going to see the show notes there and the links there. Okay. So, and if you guys ever just can't find something that I've mentioned, please reach out to me. Personally, if you go to everythingwithstyle.com, there's a contact page there. Reach out to me and I will immediately get back to you with some answers. So moving forward with this cool personality plan and information, I'm curious if you guys have ever heard about the four basic temperaments. And temperaments really, in this case, really does just talk about personality. So I'm going to bring those up. And again, look up more information about this after you've listened and check it out for yourself. And I just wanted to highlight some of these today to see if it's you, to see if it's your kids and to see if some of this information can be helpful in all of the things that you're trying to organize and style in your life moving forward. So we have got four different animals that they actually focus on. It's so interesting. I'm a visual learner. So if I can imagine these animals as I'm putting personalities with them, it totally helps me. So if you're a visual person, I'm going to share with you these animals. So you can kind of be envisioning these animals with these personality traits. And I think that's going to make a lot of sense for you. So we've got the otter, the lion, the golden retriever, and the beaver. 
So with the otter, the otter, this is called the sanguine otter. And then we've got the choleric lion. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Carol, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> the phlegmatic golden retriever. And by the way, phlegmatic starts with a pH. Interesting. And the melancholy beaver. So when I tell you a little bit about these personalities, so the leaders of these four are the sanguine otter and the choleric lion, the analyzers. Oh, and those, by the way, leaders are the extroverts. So this is like the fun otter and the very powerful, strong, assertive lion. So those are the extroverts. Then we've got the analyzers. These are the introverts. These are, gosh, just the, well, I'm going to get into all the details. Oh my gosh, you got, I have to tell you what's happening to me right now. I'm getting so fired up. I'm reminded of when we were sitting all together in Carol's class and we're all sitting down on the floor. We've got our little toddlers, you know, waddling around, some of them falling down, some of them still scooting around. And then some of them who have just hit the ground running. And I'm remembering as I'm saying some of these traits, not only in that moment were we thinking about ourselves and what our personalities were like and how our personalities were going to make their way into parenting for us, but we were watching these littles that were running around or not running around and just sitting still and taking in the moment. And it was just too cool and interesting and entertaining to see their little personalities starting to be created. And I want you to know that after you listen to this, I want you to encourage your children to share their personalities, not be afraid of them because I am a firm believer that God made us this way on purpose. Now, does that mean that we have nothing to work on and nothing to learn? Um, no, <laughs> I would be a terrible teacher if I thought that. You don't go into these classrooms already knowing everything and be ready to teach the class. There's a learning period. There's, there's some grace that needs to be had for all of these growing pains. And as we are learning, again, I just think it's super important to share our personalities always and to embrace our love languages and share these things with other people and really just work on our hearts, really work on ourselves. And when we're doing that, I keep going back to this place of every other thing in your life will start to either seem a little easier. We'll feel like it's falling into place more. We'll feel like maybe it's a complete and utter disaster and total mess, but you're feeling like you're a little bit more capable of handling it because you are really doing some work on your heart and knowing I need to give myself what I need in order to show up as the best person I can be, not just for myself, but for everybody I'm coming in contact with. And I know if you're a busy mom of littles, that the most important thing is that you're really wanting to show up as best you can for your kids, because we know the lasting effects that can have on our kids. So getting back to some of the details about this. So as you're listening, be thinking about yourself, be thinking about your partner, be thinking about your kids. And this is, again, don't, don't let this stress you out. I can remember the first time I took this test many years ago and don't get freaked out if you hear the word test and that drives you to anxiety. There's nothing complicated about it. It's just some fun, easy questions about your personality that you can answer. And it'll just tell you a little bit of information about yourself. So you can decide like, Hey, I really like that about myself. I'm going to make sure I keep showing up that way or, Hey, and this is what I was going to say. 
I really need to work on some of these areas because I don't know that that's the most likable quality. And I will tell you now, when I first took this test years ago, I was a lion and a beaver. The lion, here are some of the things it says. This A leader, an extrovert, the goal of the lion's life is control. This is the doer. You're in charge, raring to go. Lions are motivated by appreciation for all their achievements. So it's funny because if you listened to last episode, I talked about how I'm a words of affirmation, love language girl. So this makes a lot of sense because a lot of my achievements were wrapped up in what did other people think about me? And did they tell me I did a good job? And if I didn't do a good job and they told me that I didn't, oh, that could just break my heart, right? So weaknesses of the lion are domineering, self-sufficient, unforgiving, and sarcastic. I can have some of those tendencies. I also feel like self-sufficient can be a good thing. So, you know, leave it to the lion herself to say that. (laughs) But I do think that that might be a weakness in some people's eyes, but I really like that I'm self-sufficient. But I do have to say, I have had to learn over the years and I definitely have changed exactly what I was the first time. As I'm saying, this is years and years ago, long before I was a mom, I was a lion. And being self-sufficient when I was in college, when I left Tennessee and I moved out to California and I didn't know anybody out here and I had to build a life for myself, I had to get jobs, make money, all the things, be all responsible, being self-sufficient, it sustained me. So I do want you to consider that sometimes people may think some of these are weaknesses and other times people may think that these are huge strengths. So one of the things that they say about the lion is they avoid playing games that he or she can't win. They avoid boredom and they avoid rest. And yeah, that used to be me and sometimes still is. Emotional needs, loyalty, opportunity for leadership, appreciation, and credit for work. There are also some words like dynamic and active, confident, competent, visionary, controlled, decisive. So some of those things, again, really might be awesome, super amazing characteristics that you find if you are a lion. And then also there may be some things that you think, wow, while this might have gotten me to where I need to be in some of my goal setting, that's great. But I also might consider softening a little bit. Now, the next thing I was years ago was the melancholy beaver. Now the beaver, this is the thinker who wants to be understood. This is a task oriented, organized, work driven person. That is still in many ways, very much me. This is the analyzer and this is often the introvert. So I do, I'm very much an extrovert, but I do have my moments where when I am deeply thinking about something and I'm trying to work on something, I will be very introverted these days. So it's funny how I've changed a little bit again, as I've had kids, as I've started my own business that I'm responsible for, solely responsible for, right? If this business goes under, it was all my fault. And so that can be a real bonus to being organized and goal-oriented and work-focused and driven in that way, artistic and emotional come up for the beaver. So you can still have that cool side of you. Let's see what else here. Time perspective, the past, a consistent track record. I am a constant replayer of what happened over and over in the past. And sometimes it's cool because you have a good memory and other times it's really bad because you can't sleep at night because you're constantly processing over and over again what you did, 
either how it was awesome and exciting or how it maybe could have played out differently. And even you might have regrets about it. The beaver avoids noise, confusion, trivial pursuits, being jollied, controls by threat of moods. So sometimes you can have some mood swings going on because you go back and forth. I know that was something that I don't, I don't know if I say it was hard for me, but it was something for me that I felt like, you know, I would have this push and pull between the extrovert and the introvert. And sometimes that could be mood altering for me. Emotional needs, sensitivity, support, security, stability, silence. So I know that when I need to be on task, and for me, a lot of, you know, is organizing, I really like it to be quiet. So we talked about how, you know, getting in the mood to organize and getting in the zone. Sometimes you might need to blast some 90s hip hop. Okay, sometimes maybe you're feeling sentimental and you're going to go through some sentimental items that you have that have been stored away. Maybe it's time to break out some Miranda Lambert, House That Built Me. Okay, like we all have our little things that we go to are depending on what our mood is. We have the music. Sometimes I talk about like being the soundtrack of our lives. Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a movie and I have like a soundtrack that goes along with my life. But I will tell you that often in my soundtrack, it is on pause or it is on mute because I do better to think when there are no outside distractions, when there's no music, I just want to focus because I take such joy in completing tasks and organizing things. And, you know, if I'm working on writing something and my kids walk in the room and ask me something, I'll have to say, can you guys give me a second? I'm going to finish writing this and then I'll put it down and I'll be all ears because I don't always multitask in that way as well as I could. So that was an area that I have learned to work on as well. All right. Now let's switch over to the very fun sanguine otter. So this is the talker. This is a party waiting to happen. All right, you guys, I have to tell you, as I have had children and when I was in Carol's class, I started testing very high in this area. And I give my kids credit for that because I needed to be more fun. I was a lion. I was a beaver. And I, it was like work, work, work. And I think that served me well for a while, but I needed to have more fun. And honestly, you guys, I feel like I need more fun these days in my life too. I'm doing a lot of work stuff that brings me joy and is a lot of fun. But I'm realizing, and I'm saying this because I think a lot of times moms get in this position, I need to sit in the floor with my kids and play. I need to break out the card games that my daughter and I used to play all the time together. I need to do Legos with my son in the floor. We need to do those fun things or even just get outside and go for a walk or a run or a bike ride or any of those things, a scooter ride, play, do whatever, go to a playground. Because so often we have so many things that we need to check off our list that maybe we're missing that. So if you're really great at that, if you are the fun mom that gets out and does all these cool things with them, well done. And I would say to the fun mom, are you ever feeling like, gosh, I just, you know, I tend to just like not do some of the things on my list or like not do laundry or not get the dishes done or not make my bed or not get organized and all that kind of stuff. Because it really, my heart is focused on just being with the kids and playing with the kids. Well, I think that's amazing. And on the flip side, I think that you could even show up in your life even better if you do try to put in some simple techniques where maybe like my three E's philosophy comes into play, or if you find something, a method that works better for you, maybe decide I'm going to really prioritize getting some of these other things done as well. And maybe you are going to be the queen of finding a fun way to do it. 
maybe you might turn in some of those responsibilities into a game. So this can be something that you think about as you're also thinking, is my kid the fun, sanguine otter, the good time kid? And I need them to focus a little bit more on work or on getting some household chores done or helping out. Well, I want to say stay tuned because next episode, we're going to talk all about creating a servant's heart and raising children to have a servant's heart and also focusing on your own and what they can do to help with that. So again, just be thinking about your kids in this respect as well. So a few things about the otter, and I think you might see why I might be showing up a little bit more on this list now than I ever was before. Talker, enthusiastic, demonstrative. Now you guys, if you're just listening to this on the podcast, you have no idea, but I talk into this screen because I actually have videos of all these as well. And the hand movements, okay. The hand movements, (laughs) very demonstrative, definitely always using my hands to talk about things. When I'm talking to my clients, I'm always sort of showing them physically moving my hands around and really displaying things and showing them how things might work better and showing them in that physical way. Cheerful, childlike, social. Otters are motivated by abundant praise. Uh Oh, there I am again. Abundant praise for me really comes from words of affirmation, my love language. And so this is showing up for me as well. And by the way, I just want to mention, are you guys thinking like, okay, so are you a lion? Are you a beaver? Or are you an otter? Like you keep talking about, well, we all kind of have different phases in our lives where I think that we are a little bit more of one thing than the other. And I think right now I'm a bit of a blend because I have, you know, a job that requires a lot of focus. But then I do think that my kids have softened me and have made me fun. And I have some great supportive, loving friends and family who bring that out in me. But then sometimes when I'm left alone to get some work done, it is just like total focus zoned in going to get this done, going to do it hundred percent. You know, that perfectionist might come out in me. So just know if you're hearing some of these things and you're like, well, gosh, that kind of, I kind of feel like I relate to several of those things. That is great. You know what that means? That means you're really well-rounded. So that's okay. So stick with that. Another thing about the otter is the goal of the otter's life is fun. If you think about a little otter playing in the water, if you see one at the zoo, if you see one out in for real nature, well, that's fun and exciting take a video because they're adorable. They're having fun. Their emotional needs, attention, affection, approval, acceptance. Time perspective is the future later. They are just like, they are living in the moment and having a blast. The otter avoids dull tasks, routines, criticism, details, lofty goals. So the funny thing about me is that here, that is not me. I I'm totally fine with dull tasks. I am totally fine with routines. I am totally fine with constructive criticism because I think it helps me and my business grow as long as it's kind. Just like my friend gave me about the Bible verse. She's like, I just need to let you know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me because I might've missed it. And then I never would have made sure that I let you guys know what the correct thing was. All right. How about this details? I am a very detail oriented person and the otter is not. So in that respect, I'm very different than what a typical otter, 100% otter would be. And lofty goals, I am here for a lofty goal. How about you? Are you a person who sets lofty goals? Are you a person who sets small goals and just achieves a little bit at a time? Or are you a person who maybe just needs some help in goal setting? Either way, lean into being an otter, but at the same time, make sure that your goals, the important things to you are not getting pushed back 
because you're just here for the fun and you might lack the focus. All right. I should say, by the way, these are a couple other things about the otter. Controls by charm, jokes, and being cute. I do have to say, I love laughing my head off because I am so not perfect and sometimes I have to laugh at myself. Are you like that? Are you a person who can laugh at yourself or do you take yourself super seriously? Some days I can be pretty serious, but I do like a good laugh. I love a good laugh, actually. I think we all need a good laugh. It's good for the soul. They also say that weaknesses are undisciplined, unproductive, exaggerate, and are egocentric. So just some things to think about. Additionally, this otter is also artistic and emotional, just like the beaver is. So again, some pros and some cons, and you just having that information can decide this is me and I like this about myself, or this is not me and maybe I need to work on that or do something different or yeah, just again, knowledge is power. Having this information is just cool for us to know. And by the way, are you picking up any of these traits for your kids? As I'm saying some of these, I'm thinking about my kids and I'm thinking about when we were all in Carol's class, not mommy and me class, and how some of us have stayed friends all these years later and we've watched our girls grow up and now I have my son, we've watched our other kids grow up together. And it's interesting how their personalities that we could see in the very beginning, some of those things have really held true and some of the environmental changes have shaped them a little bit differently, some for the better, some in ways that we're going to work on in the future. But it is very interesting to see what innately our personality was showing us and how we can continue to kind of lean into that and polish that up in areas that we might need to. All right. We're in the final one. This is the phlegmatic golden retriever. So when I think about my sweet aunt Susan, or when I think about my friend Paige, I think about the golden retriever. They are just loving and kind and so, so loyal and sweet and great listeners. And those are some of the things that I'm seeing here in this category. And it talks about relationships all the way. And it talks about the goal of the golden retriever's life is peace. So are you a peacemaker? Are you a mediator? It also says the watcher, loyal and faithful. In a lot of ways, I think about Jesus when I think about the golden retriever. Patient, accepting, avoids conflict, well-balanced, witty sense of humor, calm, cool, and collected. Golden retrievers are motivated by a slow building of a trusting relationship. These are not people who need to know the first time they meet you, if you are going to be a bestie for life, they are interested in nurturing those friendships because they are loyal. They are faithful. They are true. They are not needing it to all be rushed. They are okay with taking in things that you might want to say or do, and they're listening. They're observing. It says their emotional needs, peace and quiet, feeling of worth, lack of stress, respect. The golden retriever avoids confrontation, initiative, decisions, extra work, responsibility. Well, I have to tell you that I mentioned a couple people and there are several things. No, they take initiative. They make great decisions. They're not afraid of working and they are responsible. So, you know, again, some of these people that we know, or maybe you're thinking you are the golden retriever as well. Some of these could be holding true for you. But in some categories, you may actually be feeling like you're related to one of the other personalities. You're relating to that other traits in some of the other categories more. Additionally, it talks about weaknesses, selfish, unmotivated, indecisive, and fearful. 
again, I just, I think about a golden retriever, not in those ways. So it's interesting that those are listed here, but I'm not a golden retriever. And so maybe for any golden retrievers out there who are listening, I feel like you guys might have a totally different take on that. And that might be landing on you differently than maybe the way that it would be landing on me, who is sometimes more lion predominant, more beaver predominant, you know, just take these things with a grain of salt and know that this doesn't necessarily mean you are all one category. And maybe you are, maybe you are all one category, but I think that a lot of us are a blend of these. And I think that's what we should shoot for because I think if we're all only one thing, you know, we all have weaknesses and we all have strengths, but if we're only resonating with one thing, then perhaps we might be missing out on opportunities, blessings that we could have in relating to other people as well. So again, these are just cool things I think to, to listen to and hear that are just going to give us a little bit more in our arsenal as far as pulling from when it comes to sharing our personalities and putting that out there and then deciding that maybe we're going to change it. Maybe we're going to sharpen it or maybe we're going to soften it if we hear that about ourselves. Another thing about the golden retriever, it says time perspective, the present, today's conversations and relationships. And again, I just have to say that's like those two people I just mentioned. I just, I feel like when I'm in conversation with them, that what I'm saying, they find to be important and they listen and, and they are kind and the most loving people. So I need to be more of a golden retriever. And I really gravitate toward people who are, because I just think they are sweet and wonderful and loyal and faithful. And again, I just, I can't help but think that that's very Christ-like. So on that note, oh, and by the way, that golden retriever, it also says analyzer and introvert. So again, take that for what it's worth. Okay. Whatever you think about that. Now, pardon my flipping through the pages for just a moment. because I want to get to this last bit where it just talks about how when we're thinking about our child, that we can find things in their personality that we find resonate with them or that, that we think of when we think about them and what that makes up for them. And just know that sometimes these are things that we're recognizing in our children that we might view as good, or we might view as maybe needs a little work, but you know what? Maybe they don't, maybe they like how they are. Maybe they feel confident in who they are. And if they don't on the flip side, you might find that a lot of these things are great. I'm going to actually tell you this one example right now, which is that my Isabel, oh my gosh, she's a sweetheart. You guys, I'm just going to say to you that we just had a parent teacher conference and it was just, it was so sweet and loving. I just love these teachers and they had very kind things to say about our Isabel. Now, of course we just absolutely love and adore her, right? One of the things that we've talked about with Isabel is being so sensitive as a good thing because she just really is loving and kind. She has a lot of the otter and the golden retriever in her in that sense that she's just like loyal and faithful. And I see that in her and I just love that. And I also see other, you know, roles in her as well, where she's like very task oriented and she's a leader. And so it's very interesting. She's a great mix, but I can tell you that my sweet girl, as we have over time talked about the word sensitive, when it comes to describing her for a while, she was really, we had no idea, but she was really, I don't know if taking offense is the right word, but she was thinking like, oh, I want to be sensitive. I think she was thinking emotional and like teary and sensitive about things and whiny. And it's not that 
it is like her heart is so open to others, but her heart is so open that it sometimes causes her to feel things deeply, which can lead to emotional feelings. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And that was something that we talked about. She was like, oh, I don't want to be sensitive. And I was like, no, you do. Because that makes people want to be your friend. That makes people feel like they can trust you and and share things with you because you're going to be sensitive and kind and loving in that way. And you're going to receive whatever it is they feel in a non-judgmental way. So I just want to say that if you're a sensitive person, lean into that you know, share that part of your personality. Let people know you are sensitive because you're going to be the person that they want to go to, to be friends with, because you're going to be understanding when they need to talk to you about something. You're going to be kind and warm and willing to listen. And I got to tell you that in so many areas, whenever I look back at this personality traits assessment, I think I need to do better. And I need to make sure I'm showing up in the way that's going to be a light for others around me, that my kids are going to be like, oh, that's cool, mom. Great job. Or, oh, there I go with words of affirmation again. Or maybe people don't say that to me, but I'm finding that those relationships maybe are building a little bit more because people might find that I'm open to listening. So I have to work on that. I have to make sure I'm not all talk and no listen. So what is it that you could work on today that you feel like maybe after hearing some of these cool things that you might want to sharpen and get better at or soften? Maybe you want to lean a little bit more into the otter, or maybe you are super otter all the way. And it is time for you to introduce yourself to the beaver and ask the beaver to help you get organized, (laughs) focus more on tasks. As always, I know my mom is listening. So mom, do you remember all this stuff? How fun is it to go back and think about this? Mom and I, I'm sure I'll have a fun conversation after this and everyone else. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to say, and at the beginning of all of the February episodes, I made sure I put in just a special thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm still totally overwhelmed and excited that it got best family podcast. So thank you so much for listening because you have given this, you know, lion, beaver, otter, (laughs) an opportunity to share something that I'm so passionate about. And so I just, I just, want to let you know every week that I am not taking that for granted and I appreciate your time and listening. So I hope that you guys will check out the show notes and maybe you'll get some of these personality tests and talk to your family about it and figure out which animal you guys are. Listen, laugh about it and have fun about it. Don't get too wrapped up in it. Okay. But if it does show you, you know, reveal to you some things that you're like, oh, maybe I need to work on that a little bit, lean into it. And by all means, share your personality, share who you are, God created you to be this way on purpose. He does not make mistakes. So be authentically you and life will be good. All right. I am sending you all kinds of love this February and all the days to come. And I look forward to talking to you next week about creating a servant's heart. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.